Dear brethren, it's a, a joy to share with us God's word once again. <clears throat> we have been looking at the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter, we've looked at chapter 1, um, we started looking at chapter 2, and now I hope that we will be able to finish chapter 2 today. Um, and last week, <clears throat> we were able to look at, continue to look at the work of Christ in a believer, in the life of a believer, the work of Christ in the life of a believer. And that was from verse 6 to verse 10. We were able to see um, that a believer has been raised up with Christ and seated up with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That also Christ has promised that in the coming ages that we will be able to show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards those who have believed in Christ Jesus. And you are also able to look at the point that Christians have been saved by grace alone through faith in Christ Jesus. And today, dear brethren, we shall be able to continue to Look from verse 11 to verses 22. Verse 11 to verse 22. And this is generally about the unity of the body of believers. The unity of the body of believers. So, it will majorly talk about our union with Christ. Our union, or our unity with Christ. We're going to read from verse 11 to verse 22. Verse 11 to verse 22. The Bible says, Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision which is made in flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down 
in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of the commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace. And might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the house of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Let us pray. Once again, dear, our, dear Heavenly Master, we come to you, Lord, even concerning your word, Lord, that is before us. Oh, we thank you that, Lord, with your Holy Spirit, we are able to understand and interpret the scriptures. Oh, Lord, may this scripture rebuke us May it teach us and train us in all righteousness, Lord, that we may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray that you speak to us, Lord, in the language that we will be able to understand, O God, to the honor and glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. Dear brethren, we are going to divide uh, these 11 chapters, I mean verses, into three portions. The first portion will be, I have named it, separation of sinners from God by sin. Separation of sinners from God by sin. That we, that we find uh, from verse 11 to verse 12. Then part two will be reconciliation that we have in Christ. Reconciliation that we have in Christ or through Christ, we have reconciliation. And that is from verse 13 to verse 18. And then the third portion will be transformation into one body of Christ. That actually takes the theme of our preaching today, the unity that we have in Christ. The unity that we have in Christ. And that would be from verses 19 to verse 22. And I was just amazed at what the word of God says in this portion of the scripture. And it's not something that is new, something that we have looked at. Starting from verse 11 through to verse 12, I have combined the two. The Bible says, therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision 
by what is called the circumcision which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Look at that, how this Paul is trying to describe his readers before they knew Christ. Remember many times in this book, when you're talking about the Gentiles, we, we're actually referring to, or it's a, a symbol of sinners, our state before we knew Christ. Kabla tujajua Christo tulikuwa namnagani. Now Paul is saying, therefore remember that one, at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision. You know, during those times, we know the history of Gentiles and the way they were despised by the Jews. And actually, most of the time, many times, they were called or considered as dogs and outcasts. Because Gentiles did not have the outward sign of circumcision in their flesh. They were most of the times referred to us as the uncircumcised. Wale ambao hawakuwa metairiwa. If you want to look at an example of this is when, remember when David was faced with Goliath? How did he refer to him? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that is playing with the army of the living God? But that is not the point that Paul is trying to bring across here. Paul wanted the believers to understand that it is not the circumcision of the flesh that honors the Lord, but the circumcision of the heart. Is your heart circumcised? And so Paul is telling them to think about their life before knowing Christ. They, the Gentiles, were called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made by the flesh, made in the flesh by the, of course, the hands of, uh, of human beings. Paul is not trying to promote circumcision, no. He's pointing to these people that before salvation, both the Jews and the Gentiles were having uncircumcised hearts. Their condition was so pathetic, so pathetic, as we can see there, which is made by the flesh of hands. Remember that you, at one time, separated from Christ, 
You know, the, 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 the Bible talks about the, the term remember. I think kama wa Kristo ina uh, tunafatu kumbuke maisha ya kale ambayo tulikuwa tunaishi kabla tujajua Kristo. We, we need to remember that life and this would help us to appreciate the work that Christ has done in our lives. If we don't remember how you used to be, maybe you'll not really have a grateful heart and thank God for saving your soul, for bringing salvation to you. Lakini wakumbuke jinsi walivyo kuwa. Many a times the Bible talks about remembrance. Urging Christians to remember. We are to remember the the former things, and we are to remember our creator in the days of our youth. That is found in the scriptures. It's also important that we remember our lives before knowing Christ. It was pathetic. And that we can find just from the verse 1 of chapter 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, and among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of the mankind. Can we compare that with... Verse 12, remembering that you are at that time separated from Christ. We were separated from Christ. We were enemies with our God. We did not have peace with our creator. So there, is, there, there are five descriptions there in verse 12. One, Remember that you, at that time, you were separated from Christ. Number two, we were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. From the, 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 the citizenship of Israel, you know the, the, the relationship that was there between the Jews and the Lord God Almighty. But we are not part of it. We are not part of it. And it continues to say we are strangers to the covenants of the promise. It was not given to us, the Gentiles. Having no hope. That's another one, the fourth one. And without God. Look at that description. And dear brethren, this should be able to help us appreciate the work that Christ has done. Yale matendo maku ambayo Christo ametenda maisha ni mwetu. Hile baraka kuu ambayo tumepata kwa Christo, baraka ya wokovu. So, that is the first part. The first part, that separation that separation. We were separated from Christ because of sin. 
But this is contrasted, even as we look at verse 13. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Isn't it wonderful? Us who were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We can start to see the aspect of unity with Christ. We will appreciate the work that Christ has done. So the emphasis here is made on, in reference to the blood of Christ that has brought us near to God. You know that when Christ died, he shed his blood as an atonement for our sin. It was not easy. The Bible talks about this blood in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. adds that the precious blood of Christ is like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. That blood of Christ was without blemish. No wonder it's able to bring us near to God, to take us back to God. Christ's blood is perfect to remove the flaws which have separated us from God. Damu ya Yesu Christo inatoa ile makosa mbayo ilikuwa imetutitanganisha na mungu. The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ makes us acceptable to him. We thank God for his Thank Christ for his blood that was shed. So, the way we were far off, alienated from Christ, from the commonwealth of Israel, and by nature children of wrath, to meletwa karibu na mungu kwa sababu ya damu ya Yesu Christ. Abayu ilimuagika pale msalabani kalvari, to meletwa karibu. Now, the Bible says remember we have started the, the part two of the reconciliation. Reconciliation that has that Christ has brought to us. You know, human beings are here. The way they were sinful, they were separated, alienated from Christ. We have a holy God here. And we have Christ who shed his blood. He, Christ, has removed that wall of hostility. Remember, Bible talks about 
Those who have not believed in Christ Jesus were by nature. They are by nature children of wrath. He is reconciling us back to the creator. Who is a holy God. So this reconciliation, let's see how this reconciliation has taken place. Verse 14. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. I want us to go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God because, because we have been justified. And when we read, therefore, himself is our peace, who has made us both one, there is us there, both. Those words. Remember here, we are talking about the Gentiles who are far off. We have the Jews. So Christ is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. By abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace. And so Christ is our peace. Apart from Christ giving us peace, he is our peace. He is the means of reconciliation. The first peace that we would think about as Christians, remember, we were by nature children of wrath. Tulikuwa katika o kwa gadhabu ya Kristo. Tulikuwa kwa gadhabu ya Kristo. Christ has brought peace between us and our creator. But also think about the hostility that was there between the Jews and the Gentiles. It should no longer be there. It is not there. Because he has made, Christ has made peace. He has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. So I've already said the first hostility 
ni ile ya ambayo tulikuwa na Mungu ile gadhabu ya Mungu ambayo ilikuwa juu yetu Kristo ameondoa but also here that wall of hostility you know the, 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 the hostility that was there between the Jews and the Gentiles has also been broken and Christ has made us one he has made us one now how by abolishing the law of the commandments expressed in ordinances remember who was given the commandments we were not given the commandments the gentiles that he might create in himself one new man in place of two so making peace oh christ is our peace today i can see even in social media um people referring to and i hope we as christian we are not part of it these people are circumcised these ones are not circumcised what what is our main aim as christians circumcision in the heart may we be found to preach the circumcision in the hearts of men we should as believers who are together who have been brought into the family of god are we supposed to be separated again no because christ has brought peace christ has brought peace in christ hakuna wale ambao wamesoma sana na wale ambao hawajasoma Hakuna wale ambao ni kabila ingine na wengine pia ni kabila ingine. There should be no discrimination. You can imagine as believers amongst ourselves we can discriminate each other and say this person is this believer is like this this believer is like this. Remember the peace that Christ has brought. We are one in Christ. We are one in Christ. So might reconcile and might reconcile us Okay, from verse 15 and by abolishing the law of the commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man one new man in place of the two so making peace and you know i've said the jews the gentiles they have themselves they have we have one new man we are united in one new man which is christ jesus now as we proceed and might reconcile us both to god in one body through the cross thereby killing the hostility and you know both Jews and the Gentiles they need Christ you see what the bible says there and might reconcile us 
both, both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. Wale ambao walekua mbali, where did we meet that term? We were far off from Christ as we were beginning, verse 11 through 12. There were those people who were considered near, like the Jews. Remember Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman, the salvation is from the Jews and, and all this. But all of them are supposed are reconciled back to Christ. So whether you are a Jew, whether you are a Gentile, we are reconciled. Back to, we all need Christ. We all need Christ. There are questions about, oh, about the Jews and uh, about salvation. But the scripture is very clear here. It's very, very clear. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. We all need Christ. We all need Christ, including the Jews. If they don't believe in Christ, the wrath of God is upon them. We all need Christ. For through him, verse 18, we are finishing that part of reconciliation, the second part of reconciliation. So the Bible says, through him we have both access in one spirit to the Father. Through him, who? Him here, who? Christ. We have both access in one spirit to the Father. We can see the role of the triune God here. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit doing different role, but in one. Through him, Christ, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Remember, the Holy Spirit is a guarantee. Let me just go there. Chapter 1, verse 13. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. In him, you also, when you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire the possession of it to the praise of his glory. The Spirit has united us. The Holy Spirit has united us to the Father or with the Father. So we have one Holy Spirit. But whether you're from where, whether you're from where, you belong to the family of God, you're a believer, we have the Holy Spirit who has united us with the Father. Dear brethren, the last portion, remember the first one has been 
how we were separated from Christ by sin. The second part, there is the reconciliation that Christ has done. And then the third part, where we are going to talk about the unity of the body of believers, how we are now united in Christ. So, verse 19. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So, we are no longer strangers and aliens. The Bible describes us as, but we are fellow citizens. We are fellow citizens. We are no longer strangers and aliens. That was described as you were beginning verse 11. That separation is no longer there. But we are fellow citizens. We the saints and members of the household of God. We belong now to one family as believers. We're challenging ourselves um, when we met here on, on Saturday that have we reached a point where you miss your fellow brother or sister in the Lord even more than your family members? We are family. We are family. We are now fellow citizens. Remember, our citizenship is in heaven. As the Bible says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, our citizenship is in heaven. We are together. We are now united. Took up a moja katika Christo. No wonder the Bible talks about if there are quarrels amongst you and all these, may we solve them as the believers, you know, because we belong to one eternity. We belong to one another. And even as I speak like this, maybe you have not believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. The wrath of God is upon you. You, you, are, you are not a member of this family. Sorry to say. You are not a member of this family that will be with Christ forever and ever. You are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. We belong to him. And verse 20, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus being the chief cornerstone. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Christ Jesus being the cornerstone. And what do we know about these apostles and the prophets? They brought, they preached the word of Christ. This is all talking about scriptures, the Bible, the Bible, the word of God. All these Prophets, apostles, pointed us to the Father. They pointed us to the Father. That is the foundation that we need to have. No any other. Our manual. What does the scripture say? The word of God. The word of God. So the Bible is the word of truth. 
It was written for our learning by God's appointed apostles and prophets. The inspired teachings that we have there are supposed to form our fundamental doctrine. But there's something. Knowing that Jesus is the chief cornerstone, we are all relying on Christ, who is our chief cornerstone. We are stones, yes. We build the church. But without Christ, there is no church. Because that foundation will be broken, will be shaken. I know First Peter talks about this a lot. Let us know that Christ is the cornerstone. We are built in him. In whom the whole structure joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. So we are built into a temple. Remember, Christ is the chief cornerstone. We are part of this temple. And it's being built and grows into a holy temple in the Lord. The sanctification. We are being sanctified. Made to look like Christ. Kila wakati tunatamani tukue kama Christo. And we know that our glorification is for sure. God will, Christ will glorify us. But we need this temple that the church, where Christ is the cornerstone, should grow towards holiness. To be like Christ. To be like him. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place of God by the Spirit. Again, we can see the aspect of the triune God here. In him, who? Christ. You are also being built together into a dwelling place for who? God. By spirit. Different roles, but the same God. The work of the spirit is great in our lives, dear brethren. The work of the Holy Spirit, we worship by the spirit. Philippians chapter 3 verse 3. We live by the Spirit. Bible says, walk in the Spirit, that you shall not gratify the desires of the flesh. Jesus telling the Samaritan woman, worshiping by the Spirit. Dear brethren, as saints, we are led by the Spirit. We are washed, sanctified, justified by the same Spirit. 
and he is also our guarantee that we will be saved in the day of salvation, the Holy Spirit. And Christ has not denied us the Holy Spirit. He has given us the Holy Spirit. He is with us. Let us strive to live a life that is worthy of our calling. We have a higher calling, dear brethren. Wito wetu ni sana. We have a higher calling. Let us live to please the Lord. As I wind up, we have talked about unity in Christ. The first aspect of the unity in Christ, we needed to know how we were alienated, separated from Christ. How we were not part of the commonwealth of Israel. How we had no hope and we had no Christ in the world. That we found in verse 11 to verse 12. And then from verse 13 to verse 18, we were able to see the reconciliation, the conciliating work of Christ in our lives. Christ being, uniting us, Christ uniting us with God the Father, the great work that he has done, dividing the walls of his of hostility. He is our peace. He has made the enmity to be broken down. And lastly, how we have been united in Christ that we find from verse 19 to verse 22. May God bless his word. Let us believe and pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today that we have learned. Oh Lord, we thank you that we who are far off have now been made or drawn closer by the blood of Christ. Lord, that in your flesh, Jesus Christ, you have divided that wall of hostility. We now have, through you, Christ, we have access to God by the Spirit. Lord, help us to consider one another, to know that we belong to the family of Christ, and Christ being the chief cornerstone. And we are being built into our holy temple. Dear Heavenly Father, and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So your word says that we walk by the Spirit that we shall not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the Holy Spirit who is a guarantee of our salvation. We are being sanctified by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Help us, dear Heavenly Father, not to grieve the Holy Spirit who is with us. You are Emmanuel, God with us, through the Holy Spirit. 
Help us, O oh God, to live a life that is pleasing to you, to your name, O oh God. Help us to know that we are one in you and we are united in you. We thank you and we praise your name. For it is in Jesus' name that we pray and believe.